welcome to the Be The Light Crown Edition podcast. I'm Hannah Frey, your host and pageant queen extraordinaire. Fun fact, while most people are resistant to change, I'm excited by it. So this podcast is designed to allow me to be the light for others. By sharing my experiences across countless topics where I demolished my fears, prejudice, expectation, and rebuilt brick by brick. My hope is I can encourage you to seek knowledge, implement change, and above all, trust in God. So let's get to it. It's time for some you time. Hello, everyone. Before we dive in, I want to provide a quick medical disclaimer. So anything that you hear on these podcast episodes are not meant to be taken as medical advice. If you have questions about your own specific healthcare needs, be sure to advise with your particular healthcare provider, ideally a functional provider, but certainly wanted to make that clear. Additionally, I have also given each of my guests permission to discuss any historical health uh, issues, questions, care that they have personally given myself or my children. So certainly they have that, uh, the ability to do so as I think it's really going to provide you guys with some additional insights and value. So thanks so much. And let's dive right in. All right. Hello everyone. And welcome back to be the light crown edition podcast. I'm a little biased, very excited for today's episode. We have one of my favorite people on this planet here today to talk with y'all, Jen Daly Herrera. She is going to introduce herself, longtime friend of mine, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear what she has to say. Hello, Jen. How are you? Hey, Hannah. (laughs) We're so happy to have you here. I would love if you could first just introduce yourself. You've got a lot of letters after your name as well. You um, have done a lot of education and you've been in the industry for a while. So we would just love to hear from you. And um, yeah, we'll start there. All right. I'll try to summarize up 20 years plus of yes. healthcare experience. Right. In 30 um, seconds. <laughs> yes. I. So I have a long uh, history in the medical field, over 20 years already. I'm starting to show my age. I started out really young. Mm-hmm. I was only 20 years old when I graduated as a registered nurse. And um, I went straight through. Um, I did my associates, did my bachelor's. I knew I wanted to go for higher education and wanted to be more of a provider. Um, As of what that was going to look like at the time, I didn't fully know. I knew I just wanted to be some sort of practitioner. So always wanted to go to medical school, decided, you know, my mom was like, she was a nurse. And so kind of went that direction. Um, went straight through bachelor's to master's, um, graduated with my master's in women's health as a nurse practitioner at 2010, and then sat for those boards and worked different jobs in women's healthcare. Also taught for a while at Purdue. Um, and then I always kind of wanted to go back to get the family practice because with my degree, I'm only able to do, um, women's health. So it kind of was a bit limiting, but I did love what I did. Um, but then there just kind of took some turns in life that I think we'll get to, but, um, I (laughs) did go back and got my family nurse practitioner graduated a month ago and getting ready to sit for those boards. So lots of studying right now, but I will be at that point board certified for both. Oh, it's so exciting. Yeah. I know how busy you are. Um, also as a fellow mom, obviously. So we appreciate you taking the time. Um, I think folks would love to kind of hear how we know one another. I think it's a really fun story. And I know that you are also um, a Christian and, and a spiritual believer. And so I feel like our story very much uh, dives into that. Um, so those of you know, I was in, in uh, Northwest Indiana for a while. Um, I got pregnant with Everett. I was just thinking about the the time frame because like, 
times aren't great for me. Dates aren't great. Um, but it would have been fall of like 2018 because he was born May of 2019, right? So obviously you get pregnant. You're like, I got to find a doctor. I got to find someone to like help take care of me. And your office was the one that I went to. And so you you really helped me through all of those, you know, prenatal visits, yourself and Dr. Henry combined. You guys had a, a shared um, experience there. But then you were pregnant and you left <laughs> to like to yeah. give birth and like go on maternity leave, I guess. <laughs> as you so rightly deserved. Um, and then I didn't really, I didn't see you much after that, like in passing, you know, I was going for my follow-ups with Dr. Henry. Um, you had come back later on. And so we, we had some conversations, but you were not my like technical provider. And I think that's important to note here because you do a really great job with your postpartum visits. And I just like, I missed the radar somehow. And I think that while that would have been so great for me to work with you, it's, I think it's what led us to where we are here. You know, like I had that yeah. poor experience and having gone through that, I can now share my story with others and encourage others. So um, kind of fast forwarding, then I get pregnant again uh, with Kellen and you're at a new office. And so I'm like, I know where I'm going, you know, to establish care. <laughs> and then my life turned upside down with COVID and I, you know, moved to Mississippi. And I remember having that conversation with you and you were like, well, like best of luck. Like I'm going to miss you. You know, I was so sad when you were leaving. <laughs> I remember I was like you I were just know. such a part of our office you know and everybody <laughs> loved and adored you and you were just um I was a little sad I was a little piece of the family leaving you know so um yeah. yeah it was you know I just we always connected so well got along so well had similar views in the world and all that and and it was just crazy I mean going going through so my background was also NICU and nursery and so mm -hmm. I have always been in this kind of field right and it's very connecting to go through being pregnant as a provider and everything but your podcast I have to tell your viewers if you guys have not listened <laughs> to her podcast on postpartum um, depression, anxiety, it's truly phenomenal. And I just want to thank you for your bravery and being so transparent and really raw because there is a book out there called Dropping the Baby and Other Scary Thoughts. And I don't know if you've ever heard of this book. It's kind of like a little hidden gem. So if you guys have never heard of this and you're struggling or getting ready to give birth, there is so much that happens in your brain when you are not sleeping and it is terrifying and women don't talk about it. So when other women are experiencing it, they're like, what's wrong with me? You know? And so it was just, um, I'll be honest. And I know you gave me full permission to talk, um, briefly about you, but you know, Hannah is exactly what you see is what you guys get. Like, this is not a fake person on social media. She is truly this person and she is definitely type a like myself I would say right like oh, we're yeah. very organized I guarantee both of our desks are relatively clean right now yeah. <laughs> but we we kind of get go under the radar because you know you're you think everyone around you thinks you're doing great and you've got it all together and and so I do sometimes see that patient where they're more type a and I'm like oh you know, they're going to, things are going to be a little tough when the baby shows up and flips the table upside down and messes the room up, you know, oh, but, yeah. but I also think that we just assume that some people are going to be able to handle it. So I just I really applaud your bravery and just being so forthcoming with the details and you guys, the details, if you haven't heard this podcast are really intense. Like some people might be like, oh my God. And I'm like, no, this is really normal. And you're right. The questionnaires are not great that women fill out postpartum. And oh, I myself um, never really learned this in school about 
what you experience hormonally when you wean breastfeeding. My son self-weaned at about 12 and a half months and I was not ready for how I, I mean, it really just kind of came out of nowhere. And gosh, I thought here, hello, I taught breastfeeding for eight years. Like I know this stuff. I know what to expect. Oh no, no, it was, it was quite the journey. So I think it's a conversation that we need to have so much more of um, and and something I'm really going to be kind of launching some new programs in my practice about how we really need to be taking care of moms before they're moms. Like they, we need to be doing this before you're pregnant because once you're pregnant, you're depleting minerals because you're that little baby, this cute little parasites in our bellies, <laughs> you know, they really siphon everything off of us. And then you go and breastfeed them, which is wonderful and beautiful and great if you're, you know, able to do that. Um, but it, it certainly drains you. And then the mom is kind of on the back burner. So you get that one visit postpartum too, if you're, you know, or a C-section, but that's it. That's all you yeah. get. So I mean, so we need to be more proactive. I totally agree. I mean, to take that survey and to admit like, yeah, I, I do cry almost every day and to be told, oh, no, that's normal. That's fine. I was like, all right, oh, you're, you're, you're the physician. This, you know, you're the one doing this. And I know, and it's not a knock on a Dr. Henry or anyone. It's that that's we the love protocol. our Dr. Henry so much. Yes, he's, he's so great. He's it's just the paper that so he's told should, should catch these things. And, you know, right. we're taught as well. And so it's not, it's not anyone's fault. It's the system that's broken. Well, and I think again, seeing a patient like you who is so put together and so well articulate and you didn't come in, you know, bawling your eyes out to visits, you seemed like you had it all together. And so people that you really can fly under the radar, which is why we need better screening in my opinion. Absolutely. And then kind of fast forwarding, right? So I left and I moved to Mississippi and I feel like, I don't know at what point we actually became officially social friends. I feel it may have been after I left because I wasn't formally your yeah. patient anymore. Um, but I feel like we just kind of watched each other's journeys for a little while. And then it was really yeah. like, once I started having all the health issues with Everett that you were kind of more reaching out and being a great resource and support system. And now it's to the point where we almost talk every other day. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we truly do. <laughs> it's it's a highlight of my day for sure. I think What's so interesting about you and I is that I believe you and I were pretty much more towards the Western medicine side for a long time. And I think we kind of transitioned around the same time, but didn't know each other transitioned. Right. This is so true. Cause I remember like even saying, Oh, do I, should I make my family get the Tdap vaccine to come visit? And you're like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, <and Yeah>. that's <laughs> not the same advice you would give to. I know. I know. Now it's like, we question everything, right? Like, okay. So it's just a fun story. And again, I think it's a testament to like, even though things are hard, you're not alone when things are hard, you know, God's there with us. Um, but just seeing him build this friendship between us at the right moment when we needed it, it's just so cool. I love sharing this story. There's always just amazing ways that the universe delivers. I always feel like at the right time. At the right time. So um, so we've kind of hit on it a little bit, um, but you, as you mentioned, you did transition from a woman's health nurse practitioner in the Western world to kind of a new, a new journey. I mean, yeah. um, it's a new practice. I mean, kind of, kind of tell me about this transition and what, uh, what it means to you. It's funny because, you know, I always knew that I was practicing a little different than a lot of others did. And I was always like, what kind of supplement would be better for this instead of this prescription med? Or, you know, patients would be like, I want help with my acne and I want help with whatever. And I'm like, oh, like 
you know, they come in asking for birth control. I'm like, oh, this might actually make it worse in the long run to, you know, but that wasn't the popular belief. And that wasn't something that I, you know, I, almost like you were going against the grain. I kind of just, after a while, um, there were just things I disagreed with. And I, and I thought, let's really sit there and talk to that patient and be like, are you getting enough sleep? Are you drinking enough water? Are you meditating? Are you exercising? And in a 15 minute visit, there's just not enough time for the deep dive at the end of the day. And so what it was doing was draining me because I felt like I was trying to help every patient. And there were some that truly didn't want the help. And, and I can now recognize that more, you know, with my years of experience, but there just, there came some, some difficulties in my own journey. I developed Hashimoto's after my daughter, um, my second child. And I didn't know it for quite a while. Um, I, at least that I don't know. There was just definitely some things that happened in my health and I was just told, okay, you're just going to take a pill the rest of your life. And anybody who knows me known, AKA, they call me the stubborn one, but I was like, no, there has to be another way. And I even went to an endocrinologist who was like, okay, well, your, your numbers will sit around this, you know, you, you'll probably sit around three year TSH for, you know, a couple of years and then you'll be on medicine the rest of your life. And I was like, I'm going to prove you wrong. Like, that's it. Like, that's it. And I'm happy to report that as of my blood work, um, about a month ago, my TSH is the lowest it's been in years and I am not on any medication. I did try the meds a couple of times and I'm truly not against it. Um, I think that, you know, it's not of all the meds you can be on thyroid medication is, you know, safe and, and I'm fine with that. It just didn't make me feel well. And so I listened to my body. I started learning everything I could get my hands on, which to say that this has been a challenging transition over the last few years. Um, I, <laughs> it, there's been so many hurdles that I've gone through, but the one thing I have learned is to trust your intuition and do what feels right for you at like a soul level and, and not to let others get in the way of that journey for you, you know? And so I was also, you know, going back for my family nurse practitioner. And then I was also training for functional and I did a homeopathy course, a year long program on top of it. It has been so much. And it's honestly kind of funny because I'm studying for boards right now. And I literally have to memorize different stuff to pass my boards than what I completely different than what I do and treat in functional medicine. So I joke that I have to switch my brains right now when I'm studying and when I'm providing care. So yeah. I kind of just went for it. I looked into a lot. I started my own functional medicine practice. It has taken off so much better than I thought it was. Like, I'm I wasn't like, surprised at all. I, oh you told gosh. me that and I was like, it's, it's going to be great. I, 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 I was like, I haven't done any advertising yet. I just kind of wanted to wait till boards were done because obviously it's a lot of studying and I just didn't want to put extra on my plate, but like just so many former patients and even friends and family and referral self-referrals from, you know, friends and family. It has yeah. been honestly incredible. And I'm, I'm so blessed for every person that shows up and trust me with their care and I always tell them, even if I don't have all the answers, I will try to find them. <laughs> like, I'm yes. not gonna do you you so. are great at that. You're great at doing your research and being open-minded. That's one thing I can see very clearly, which is going to help you advocate for your, your customers, your clients, you know, your yeah. patients. Um, and it's something that you mentioned that really rings true to everyone I've spoken to is like, even not as just providers, just as folks who I know who have started to question 
the way in which Western medicine kind of is really reactive and, and really prescribes things, it's always like this tipping moment, like this major health crisis, either for yourself or for a family member. And I know your, you know, your kids have had some stuff too, that you've gone down the rabbit hole for. Yes. And of yeah. course that was my, that was my trigger yes. uh, was, was the eczema. And it's like, I feel like you, you face that and you go one of which way you either buy into the commercials on the TV telling you this pill will cure your life. And you know, you deal with all the side effects up and including to cancer and death each to each their own, yes. or it's so much harder and requires so much more effort and unfortunately money and time, you know, to go this other route, but I just see it really benefit and bless people tenfold. Um, and so I just, yeah, I think it's awesome to, to hear that echoed in, in your story as well, but you really went like full, full speed ahead. Yeah, some days. <laughs> I don't think it's a lot until somebody like says it out loud to me and I'm like, oh yeah, that's why probably why I'm tired, but <laughs> It could be, it could be it's related. Lot, but, but it's definitely been, you know, one of those things where I, you know, I just feel like there's so many benefits to functional medicine as far as, mm-hmm. you know, finding that root cause. And I never, I never truly understood when people would be like, find the root cause. The root mm-hmm. cause is not Hashimoto's. The root cause is, you know, genetic changes, toxic overload and a liver that's not happy, you know? And I, I'll be honest, Hannah, I used to like, literally be that, that not, I don't want to say horrible provider, but like, I would, I would totally see people posting stuff about detoxing and I'm using air quotes right now, you guys, but like, (laughs) and I would be like, oh my gosh, that's why you have a kidney and liver, like kidneys and a liver. Like you don't need to do Mm -hmm. something. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I was still like, so asleep on all of it. And I just, you know, I'll be honest, it is easier to practice the way I was practicing in Western medicine. It, you, you can, yes, there are, there are such an, there is such a need for Western medicine in certain ways, like a hundred percent. And I know so many amazing providers that do deliver excellent care, but I feel like patients should have a choice at the end of the day. And you should be able to say, listen, I want to do a more functional approach. And, you know, you shouldn't be told that it's, you know, BS or it's, you know, whatever, like you should be given an option or refer to somebody who feels comfortable because I did not understand how to interpret lab work when a patient would come in asking for this. They'd be like, Hey, can you order me X, Y, Z? And I was like, I kind of froze. I'm like, I don't know what to, now I know what to do with it because I've done endless hours of training, but there's so much out there that can truly help a patient on the ground level, you know, and I, and I explained to patients, listen, if you're having, you know, um, anxiety, for instance, and you go on a medication to help with your anxiety, whatever that medication may be, if it's, you know, a, a benzo or a SSRI or something, mm-hmm. you're, you imagine yourself as like a giant building and on floor ground one, you have a fire alarm and it's going off because there is a fire you're covering up that fire alarm. You are not putting out the fire when you're taking, you know, that pharmaceutical. There is stuff that is still going on inside that body. And I think the other thing that I just, you know, people, you know, when they're, they're like, oh, this root cause or, you know, they kind of get this like stigma about it. I'm like, okay, listen, at the end of the day, this is multifactorial, right? We need to be looking at the fact that it is toxin overload. We live in a country that it's, so hard to be healthy and truly like anybody out there listening, if you are struggling with weight, mental health, physical illness, like 
please just know this is not your fault. Like we are truly in a country right now. The food is toxic. And then the food you even buy, if it's organic, is still depleted of nutrients from the soil. Like it is so hard. Our water is really awful from the tap. And I know there's this like, oh, you can drink tap water. You're fine. No, actually you can't. I completely disagree. But, you know, <laughs> it's so these these different things that we need to be looking at, it, it, it is multifactorial. And so you have to have as much energy as you can towards your mental health and your physical health, taking care of yourself and decreasing the toxin load and attacking it from all ends. And everyone's like, well, I shouldn't have to take a supplement the rest of my life. You may not have to. Let's yeah. get you feeling good. Let's get you in balance. And when you, the body wants to work well, it wants balance in order for it to perform properly. Right. And so you have to give it the tools, right? Your baby wants to eat its food, but if you don't give it breast milk or a bottle, like it's not going to eat, right? The baby's not right. going to eat. You have to, have to do that. So I think too, like you made a good point of going into a provider. And even if you have the folks who are wanting to question or like wanting to go deeper, we, we don't even have the right terminology. And then on the other hand, a lot of times the providers are, it's just their first line of defense is pharmaceuticals. You know, they're not trained to your point. Therefore yeah. they couldn't possibly suggest something that they've never learned or been trained on. And so you know, if you're going in and saying, I have anxiety, you know, or, or is there anything else that like we could be looking at? And the answer is, well, sure. There's all these other medications we could try. And I'm like, that's not what I meant. Like, is there something, you know, your labs are normal and yeah. you're just kind of go kind of just shrug it off, you know? So that's, um, that's also what kind of prompted me to go down this journey. Cause I, it was just like a gut feeling, like to your point, intuition, when I was getting those answers of like, there's nothing wrong with you. I'm like, but I, I feel like it's not normal to be tired all the time. It's not normal to be this anxious, you know, then not, if you're not getting common doesn't mean it's normal, right? Right. Just because it's common. Exactly. Same with eczema, like one in four, one in five kids. Now that doesn't mean it's normal. Trust me, your skin, not looking like skin, the way that God designed, not normal. Let me just clear There's the air so there. Many kids with it right now. It's baffling. <laughs> ah, it's so frustrating. Um, so yeah, to that point, if you're not getting the answers that you want, or you feel like something is off, then see another provider. Like, and it doesn't mean that you don't like that individual. It could just truly be like they are doing the best that they know with what they were taught. And it, it's no skin off their back. Like, go fine, go get a second opinion. My suggestion would be a functional provider, obviously. Even, even if you just want to dip your toes in, like maybe a chiropractor who does a little bit of nutritional health, just to like, because that's kind of where I started off. Um, there are ways, you know, to, to get more answers. And so. I definitely used to even refer patients, especially more towards the end who wanted the testing and training. I was like, okay, listen, mm -hmm. I can't, I don't know this stuff. So I am happy to send you to, there was only a couple in our area. I mean, it's, this yeah. is like, this is so hard to find. I mean, a lot of the, the functional medicine people charge thousands and thousands of dollars. And one thing for me was I wanted to make it affordable to the point where you can pay per visit because everybody is so, you know, customized to what they, what they need. Um, but I just, there, there is help out there. It is available. Unfortunately, it's still not where we need it to be, but I have to say, I feel blessed coming in at the time when I'm coming in because yeah. I can't even imagine what people were up against 20 years ago when they were talking about liver detox. <laughs> oh, like, no. Yeah. And I, I remember my grandparents were kind of crunchy. Not that I knew what that was back then. And, and I remember just thinking that I they were it. just ate up. They were just crazy, ate up off the wall God. nights. And, you know, it, and it's just like, wow, what a, what a wake up moment, you know, like that has been, yeah, it has taken me a lot of bravery to walk away from, um, you know, certain things 
and, and to just embrace like a whole new thing and kind of find my place back in medicine again. And it's just amazing when you just kind of trust in, you know, God's plan and what is meant for you and just kind of relinquish it and say, okay, like just carry me there. And it's like, kind of like I blacked out for a few years there, just getting more and more education, (laughs) but I'm waking up now and it's like, it's so beautiful. I can't believe I'm (laughs) actually sitting here, like seeing patients doing something that I truly feel is good in my soul. And when they come back to me and they're like, Hey, I've had this relief of symptoms. I've had this gone. I've been going to my doctor for 10, 15, 20 years. You know, just yesterday I was talking to somebody who is, who just scheduled an appointment and, um, and actually I had a, uh, my cousin yesterday, another person in this exact same conversation, they said that, you know, they'd gone to the doctor and the doctor literally ignores what they were saying. Like they complained about like five different things. Mm-hmm. And the only thing they acknowledged was the thing they could write a prescription for the other yeah. things were, she goes, he literally blew past me. And the other one said something very similar. And I was like, that is something I'm just so you know, passionate about is this, this medical approach. Like I want you to be a part of your care. I want you to learn how to interpret your labs, learn what to look for and start learning what those signals in your body mean, because it's your body. Like you shouldn't just have to go somewhere to figure it out. Like we need to teach people, right? For sure. But a lot of those, uh, that feedback is deadened and it's, we're, we're not able to listen because of all the toxic overload. It's almost like like you're to your point, you have to like go through the blackout period and then come on the other side. It's, and so that, it's such an interesting story. I don't think I've shared this with my listeners before either. Cause I have a similar story in which I went and, um, and I, I don't know that I've shared this, but I actually have um, night hallucinations. Okay. So they're not night terrors. Yeah. They're just straight up night hallucinations, not scary. Well, I mean, like it should be, but I'm not like afraid, like I'm lucid. Right. And I've had these since I was like 16. I mean, my college roommates, really? this is a known thing. Oh yeah. I don't know if you've okay, ever told I want to do a neurotransmitter testing. <laughs> yes. We'll have to do that. Um, but there's a, there's a good uh, ending to the story. So for the longest time, I just like dealt with it. It's like, my husband is just used to me waking up being like, Oh, there's a person in the room or there's a spider on the bed or, you know, I see Everett in the doorway and he's like, not there. He's never, never has been there. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it's wild. And I finally went and saw the local functional provider um, early on. And I, this was like, this is something I've been dealing with forever. Everyone I've seen has just been like, well, go get a psychiatric eval and wanted to put me on like some like neurosuppressant drug, which I'm obviously not going to do. Um, and she was like, have you ever tried cutting back your caffeine? And I was like, no, ma'am, because I love caffeine. So oh, ma'am. <laughs> no. And she said, she said, well, that's, that's one thing you could try. And I was like, there is no way on God's given herb that cutting back caffeine is going to solve something I have had for 15 years. You want to know what happened? It got rid of all, it. All but eliminated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your little brain was trying to sleep and said it was seeing spiders. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy? And, and you know, uh, I drink purity coffee because I went with the, the yes. and I think cutting it off yeah. at a certain time is so important for our cortisol and and even electrolytes, like adding electrolytes for you in that case would be so beneficial because yeah. your brain is like, yeah, stop so with the caffeine. That's a story of encouragement. I know. Like, and I feel- if you were, if you were not you and you were someone else, you could have potentially ended up on some pretty heavy psychiatric meds oh. for oh, like yeah. years to come that would have affected like your body in more ways than 
he would care to know. You know? So scary, but I, I was a it was a hard pass for all of that. So I mean, that's why you have to be your own advocate. And this is what yeah. I tell patients. Like, listen, if I'm not getting you answers, I have no shame. Like you will hundred percent be given great referrals by me and we're going to find somebody like that. If there's a provider who thinks they know it all or doesn't want you to have a second opinion, like that's a, that's a sign to run. Sure. A good provider will always say it's okay. You know, let's, yeah. let's put you in another brain and see what we can figure out. Oh yeah. We've, I've got like a solid, I mean, unofficially you, and then officially three people <laughs> working on Everett. I mean, I've shared his case story with like anyone oh, who will look no. at it. So, no. uh, but we're, we're so close with him. We're 85%. Oh, I will so have, a have such a good mama who is just so fighting for him all the time. You're so sweet. Um, okay. So we, and we think we pretty well covered like your idea of some of the benefits of the functional versus Western. I mean, it really is like being able to look at that root cause. Um, so I would love to hear just like your favorite health story or like your best health story so far. Um, now that you've kind of transitioned so hard. Some of my favorite, now that I've transitioned or well, I do have some, I, a lot of them, it's been a lot of them, it's either from the mental aspect or the the gut health has been the biggest mm-hmm. thing because gut health truly affects people in every way, shape and form. If somebody is having the problem where they can't stop going to the bathroom or it's, mm-hmm. you know, they eat certain foods and it happens or they're bloating. I mean, it truly affects their life in so many ways. And so when these patients come back and they're like, Jen, <laughs> I poop once or twice a day at the same time and it's normal. I don't have bloating. I'm like, yay for your poop. You know, she's like, <laughs> I mean, again, just because like, everyone does it doesn't mean it's normal. <laughs> and so it's like those little things. And I can't tell you how many patients come to me and they're like, yeah, I poop once or twice a week. And I'm like, wow, like seriously, you're pooping once or twice a week. And they don't think anything of it. And so right. What, they don't realize how much better it actually makes them feel when you correct that mm-hmm. and they actually see the results. And I think just seeing these patients come back and they're, you know, emotional sometimes like, oh, I can't believe we're actually seeing results and I have more energy to get through my day and I'm not beating myself up anymore. Cause I do want to mention, you know, with what I do in my practice, it is truly a mind, body, soul. We are not just talking about your physical health. We have to work on all the things, you know, and and everyone's like, see, it's just mental for people. No, that's not true either. You can let them see a therapist for years and it doesn't mean they're going to fit into their genes the way they want to fit it. Like you truly have to do all of it. And so just seeing these patients come back and actually see results where I don't want to get emotional, but I just felt so helpless in my last career, you know, where I was working in an office and, you know, doing pap smears and doing all this, I just, it was so rare, unless I was able to give that person that life advice, and they were able to seriously make some dietary changes and all that. And they came back and I did have patients that truly did feel like I helped them, but it's nothing like what I've been experiencing in this. This is honestly just, it's mind blowing to see the change in people. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, like I've, I've joked, I've made this joke on all of the podcasts in this healthcare provider series, but I mean, honestly, do we know a single person who has seen the light with functional health and holistic health and gone back the other way? That is, I, I love that. And I've been like sharing that with so many people because nobody yeah. goes the other direction. Nobody Show me one. goes <laughs> to functional medicine and goes, I'm going back to Western. Nobody. Yeah. 
And I think yeah. that that has to tell people something, you know? And so 100%. for those who are just not into it and it's not your thing, like that's totally fine. If you're thriving and you feel great and life is good, like you do you, you do your thing, you know? But yeah. my whole thing is like, the medical gaslighting, the bashing of it for me that I just won't, I won't tolerate it. I won't stand for it. If it doesn't, you know, if, if your way works so well, then stick to it and shout it from the rooftops. But if, if there's this many unhappy people and I truly do not blame the providers, Hannah, I have to say that because I've been the provider there it's exhausting. You're seeing a lot of patients. There's not enough time. You're drained. You're emotionally, physically drained, right? Especially taking care of women. Every woman was coming in saying the same things. And let me tell you during COVID, it went like Mach 10, like everybody was coming in. And I was like, something is wrong with the collective, like vibration of mental health right now. Like things have truly shifted. And I, I still think we're very much dealing with it. Um, it's been very tough, but there was a noticeable shift. And I think that it's, it's one of those things where, you know, as far as Western medicine goes, if you, you know, why I've kind of gone against the grain is because the United States consumes 46% of the world's pharmaceuticals, 46%. If that is the case and Western medicine and evidence-based medicine is the way to follow why are we more obese, more ADHD, more depressed, more anxious, more type two diabetes? You know, we're losing organs left and right. Everyone's getting their gallbladder removed. You know, like why, why are we, you know, the gut health is poor. You know, I was just talking to somebody recently and I said, you know, it's weird. You go to a grocery store and don't you remember growing up? I mean, I think you're a little younger than me, but when we were growing up and you saw like a morbidly obese person, it was kind of startling. You got back in the car and like, did you see that lady in the store? And now it's like the standard person is more on the obese side or, you know, more than we would even consider. Um, And and it's just, it's obviously something that so needs to be addressed. But right now with the push of just so many medications for weight loss, I, I worry about what the, <laughs> that's a whole nother show but I I worry about the after effects of where we're at with this. Cause we're not dealing with it again at the root cause level, you know, it's, it's yeah. another bandaid and I think it has its place, but you yeah, know, absolutely again right. should know that there is another way by balancing their hormones. They're going to feel so good. And it, it, but it may take time, you know, and I think like instant gratification and I, I don't want to talk about this too much at length because I mentioned yes. it on a previous episode, yes. but like, that's the issue, you know, take a pill, feel better in seven to 10 days, do the root cause work. Maybe it takes six to 12. I mean, we're at, you know, one, at tidbit, 12. one tidbit to leave your audience with one of the nurse practitioners that I, I trained under. And she said that it takes up to two years. If you are somebody who's suffering with inflammation that you've gained weight from it, two years before it's going to come back down of doing everything right. And, but patients need to hear that because if they're not losing weight in two months, they're like, why isn't it working? It's like, you know, every time you're doing these crash diets and cutting calories, you're like literally causing a a longer issue with your body, right? Because you're depleting nutrients. Yes. It's it's a good call out because people do get discouraged and then kind of pedal backwards. So so quickly. I mean, we literally have no patience. We do one workout and they're like, why haven't, why don't I have a six pack? I mean, guilty, (laughs) but like (laughs) guilty. (laughs) Guilty. Guilty. We're totally guilty. I mean, you work out one time and you're like, 
why do I not look the way I wanted? You know, yeah, like I should be ripped by now. Like what's happening? Right. It was the whole um, workout. <laughs> it's so true. Um, on that note, is there like one thing that you wish people knew or understood either about functional providers or just about functional medicine? Like, um, I mean, we know we've hinted on like, it takes time, yeah. but anything else that you want to add? So one thing, um, to note is that when you guys get your lab results back and you go to the doctor and you're like, you've waited forever for this appointment, you've paid your copay, you're sitting there and you're like, today is the day I'm, I'm going to tell them about my fatigue. I'm going to tell them about, I can't sleep and I can't poop and I'm going to tell them all this. And it's like within 10 minutes, they're in and out the door and you are frustrated. You are defeated. You're going to go home and keep Googling. And then the overwhelming world of looking into functional and where do you begin? It's so much. Take mm -hmm. a deep breath. Make sure you get your hand, you get yourself in the hands of a really good functional provider. What we do is we look at your lab work and those ranges that they give you are the average person. That average person is not necessarily a healthy average person. So we're tightening those optimal levels. And, and we can tell by seeing, you know, in your CMP, where's your protein level? Are you even getting enough protein? You know, are you eating a plant-based diet and you're filled with inflammation? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, is, is there other things we need to really address? Are you inflamed or are you having insulin resistance? Like there are so many things we can do by seeing your labs early on. And, and seeing which way they're skewing on these levels in order to correct them before they become type two diabetes, our quote unquote pre-diabetes range is completely different and functional versus Western medicine. And if I can find you when you are, you know, I've got one right now and she did, we just found it early and I was like, okay, we're creeping. Like we're right there. Let's, let's intervene right now and let's get you in the right direction, you know? And so if you guys think it's off and your intuition says something is not right. They keep telling me I'm fine. Please do not gaslight yourself. Trust your intuition, find the answers because your body actually knows. Like we, I, I say this all the time, but like, we're the smartest, dumbest species that has ever existed. <laughs> like we will get into an elevator with a serial killer because we do not want to hurt his feelings. Am I wrong? Like the guy can look like a total freak and we're more than likely going to get in there because we don't want to offend him. <laughs> we're like an animal or a dog would like growl at the scary person and be like, I'm staying away. I'm not going in the elevator. But so here, we, we, we don't ever trust our intuition anymore. And God gave yeah. us a for a reason. So take a deep breath when you're disappointed and just keep searching. Like, you know, don't, don't give up so easily. And I think too, something that I will share is that uh, initially I was trying to do a lot of it on my own and it was just because I didn't know where to start. And, um, well, I did the same thing and I'm a nurse practitioner. <laughs> so don't even, right. I mean, but we're just so tight. I'm like, I can fix this on my own, you know, yeah, and yeah, even yeah. you and I have had conversations about things that I've experienced. My kids have experienced. And you're like, sure. Like you and I can sit here and like spitball and guess because we're friends, but like realistically each time, what have you said, Hannah, you really need to go get labs done. Like we really need to understand before you make any changes. And so uh, while yes, do the research, maybe understand like what your journey might could look like. Don't negate the the need to have someone who's a professional walking alongside. I, I am still such a big uh, proponent of like tests. Don't guess. Like for instance, when we do yeah. a cortisol test, 
If your cortisol result is super high throughout the day or super low throughout the day, that is literally going to determine two different routes of treatment. And one could cause you paralyzing anxiety if you go on the wrong supplement. So all these yeah. different supplements, and trust me, I love so many of our supplement people like Ben Lynch is amazing with Seeking Health, um, mm -hmm. out there at Dirty Jeans. Like I'm telling you like brilliant people out there. But the problem is, is they hear this one symptom and they go buy this one supplement and it's like supplements quickly get a bad rep. And it's like, no, sure. if you're on the right ones in the right order, in the right timing. And so, you know, yeah. that's why you really want someone who's going to walk you through it and get you on the right type of stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean, maybe for some people just like popping some black walnut is going to clear out your parasite. Hey, it a lot of them probably ain't going to hurt, but maybe, you know, <laughs> find that out first. Yes. Yeah. I hear you. Probably awesome. won't do much harm. Right. So just for time's sake, I know one thing we wanted to make sure that we hit, um, which is kind of talking about the best things that folks can do to protect their health long-term. I feel like you just have such a great perspective and it's different than some of what the other providers have mentioned in the other podcasts. So I would love to hear your thoughts there. I love this question. I seriously do because the number one thing I truly believe, and this took me a long time to come to, but it's sleep. You guys have to sleep. Sleep is when your body does your detoxing. It is when your body, your brain rests and resets your neurotransmitters. It is when you are truly recouping and, and detoxing your entire body from everything and rebalancing your hormones. I will tell a patient right now, listen, if you plan on sleeping four to five hours a night because you're playing on TikTok till 2 a.m., like I cannot help you. I can, I, there's nothing I can do to help you if you are not going to prioritize sleep, okay? So sleep is huge. The other thing is your food, right? Like was it Hippocrates said, let food be thy medicine, right? And it's true because you do have to put good things in your bodies, in your body. When you're looking at like Doritos and stuff, like Look at the ingredient label. It's seriously basically chemicals. It's not even food. Freaking so, Doritos. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you cannot eat all, you know, poorly all the time and expect to feel good. You are what you eat, right? And so yeah. giving yourself good nutrition is huge. Water. I'm a huge proponent of reverse osmosis water filters. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, they have the countertop ones, but there are ones that you can buy for a couple hundred bucks. If you have no somebody handy, put it in under the sink. Get yourself good, clean, filtered water to drink. I have become the crazy lady who literally brings my Yeti to a restaurant because I won't even drink the water. Oh, no, no. Tell, tell them what you're, tell them what you bring for your kids, what your kids ask for when you go out to eat. Salt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, so, so <laughs> this has been a point of contention with people. So I let my kids salt their food and I'm a huge proponent of salt, probably a topic for another day. I will be making posts about this on my Instagram page. Um, but I will tell you, I am a huge proponent of salt because my kids don't eat a ton of processed food, right? So they're not getting all of that salt. So I will literally bring my own salt to restaurants. <laughs> and by the way, my current favorite one is Redmond's because I hate listening to podcasts and no one tells you what the stuff is. But, you know, it's it, Redmond's sea salt is my current go-to. There's no perfect salt, by the way. You can find something wrong with every salt as far as microplastics or some, you know, whatever. But I think Redmond's is doing a great job with their product right now and probably the best we can find. Um, I do worry about pink Himalayan because a little bit in the heavy metal area for some of those brands, but salting your food really truly can balance so much of your hormones and help with your stress. So ladies in the morning, get a teaspoon of salt and throw it in your water. 
it's going to taste so weird at first. I actually, right now I'm liking the LMNT brand. Mm -hmm. We're going to chat about that later, but of course I had to message them about their natural flavoring. And I got like a really extensive report because you know me, I have to know (laughs) what they're doing. So right now we're in a trustworthy basis. I'm feeling pretty good about them, but it tastes really good. The kids love it. It's going to help. So the first thing to do in the morning, if you guys are ever feeling crummy, get yourself 20 ounces of water. For like a half packet of LMNT, if you don't have it, you can, LMNT's website has a recipe on how to make it yourself. Obviously it won't be flavored unless you put some lemon in it. Chug that down and you are literally going to be more alert, more sharp and less anxious. So that's probably one of my favorite tricks. Um, and that goes along with kind of getting minerals. I'm a big fan of the Air Doctor. Um, that's We have Air Doctors. It was a big investment for us. They always have sales on holidays. I'm all about the sales. Mm-hmm. And you're, the air you breathe, the water that you drink, and the food you eat and sleep. Those are my four things. The last big, big thing, number five, is real connections with real people. The people, what do they say? The five people you hang around with the most are the people who are, you're going to be most like, right? And so choose your crew wisely. And if there are those toxic people in your life or a toxic job, and this could be a sibling, a partner, a best friend, a family member, they have to go. I mean, if it is if it is affecting your health mentally, it is going to affect your physical health. Your body cannot be in that stressed out state, pumping out the wrong neurotransmitters all day long and expect to have a good, healthy life. It will get you. And it will usually get you in the midsection with some fluff. Like, I mean, truly. Mm-hmm. So, so taking, you know, those phases of your life back and, and, and getting your, getting your own, you know, needs met as far as what's good for your mental health. Yeah, that's awesome. And I will, and I know I didn't mention it, but my listeners know I will link a lot of the things that we've talked about Thank in you, the yeah. show notes. So we'll to end, but I added a six because we added salt and minerals on there. Oh so, yes, minerals. Uh, yes. So we're, they're they're getting a freebie there. So um yeah, six health is and that's and that's a great place to start. Um, and I know that I'll talk more about this in future episodes, but the toxic reduction exercises that I've done that was that was really where I focused as well you know and you just kind of decide the order of operations what's going to be best and cost efficient for your family and bang for your buck and those are all great some of those are free I mean sleep free great cutting out toxic people free I mean mean, (laughs) it's pretty inexpensive I mean so maybe start where that feels attainable for you um, and just start to see, you know, how you feel for sure. Yeah. And if you can't afford the, the air filters and that kind of stuff, you know, if once you're able to, or whatever, at least sleep with them in your room, like that is you're spending hours in that room, right? Even like my daughter, she's toys in her room. She's got some Barbies. They give off VOCs. So she's got one in her room to help, you know, protect her from, from all the plastics and stuff. Or plants, right? I mean, plants produce good air quality. That was something that I did, even though we have a whole home uh, filtration system. It's not as good as the air doctors, and I know that. Um, But in the meantime, I invested in some plants, you know? Absolutely a great way. Absolutely. So So smart. 15 bucks. I mean, I've got to keep them alive, which is just another thing on my plate. (laughs) I get that. (laughs) Um, Awesome. Well, this has been so amazing. The very last thing I want to make sure that we have time for is how folks can get in touch with you, learn more about you and your practice and your services, um, kind of where you're headed with that as well. Cause I know obviously you're like, you're doing testing right now. So yeah. How can folks uh, work with you? So my, my website is strivehealing.com. 
S-T-R-I-V-E healing.com. And I am currently seeing patients in Indiana, Illinois, Florida, and Arizona. Um, if you go to my website, it's going to be going, my website is going to be going through some changes, everyone. I am going to be adding men and children to the practice after I um, finish taking boards and, and change all that up. So you'll be seeing some, it'll be under construction here and there, but it's often running and I am seeing patients right now, all female patients in all ages of life. Um, other than I would say under the age of 16 right now. Um, and then I am on Instagram at strive healing and it's still, you know, we're still getting the page up and going. It's, it's, uh, God bless all you social media people who do it's a lot of work getting all that content up there it's a time job it's yeah you don't have to do hannah (laughs) we could do that i mean i got canva you got canva we'll make it work i know yeah (laughs) so we're getting there but it's it's super exciting and um i'm just i'm so grateful for the way things have uh transpired and continue to go and so i I look forward to where it's going to go and i'm just so grateful thank you for having me on and and making me a part of your journey. I'm just so grateful that we got to keep in touch. And I, I, you couldn't have paid me, I don't know what, seven, five, seven years ago <laughs> to think we'd be sitting here right now. No. Our whole like lifestyle and doing everything differently. So mm-hmm. it's just truly insane how it, the world works. It is. It is such a cool story. I hope folks are really inspired by it. Your message has been really, really informational and helpful. Um, I, I can't wait to see how your practice blows up. I, I mean, I, like I said, I already know it's going to, you're going to stop having time for me and then I'm going to be jealous, oh, never, never. Um, but you are, you are such a light. So thank you so much. And folks, um, that that's it for today. So we've got one more provider podcast episode coming at you next week. And yeah, thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time.